Good to see you, Doctor. I've really missed you. Hi, I'm Chip Sutterth, and welcome to episode 460 of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast, concentrated commentary on the worlds of Doctor Who, and I'm reviewing the Halloween Apocalypse. As a Doctor Who fan, I feel obligated to begin with pedantry. The Greek root of the word apocalypse has nothing to do with the end of the world, whether it's coming from zombies, wars, or a planet-devouring mystery flux. Apocalypse kind of meant an unveiling or revelation. It's just that the word's meaning got smushed together with the subject of the biblical book of the Revelation, so the title, The Halloween Apocalypse, leads us to expect and get the universe-ending stakes in the opening chapter of Doctor Who Flux. And it's important that this is called Chapter 1. Let's go back in time to Chris Chibnall's debut series. Series 11 was almost purely episodic, meaning that every episode was intended to stand alone, just like most classic Doctor Who stories. Every episode hopefully a jumping-on point, which risks them being jumping-off points as well. Now we've stepped all the way through. Series 13 is, as promised, a single miniseries. Chapter 1 is the opposite of episodic. There's no narrative closure here, just tons of mysteries, characters, and relationships being set up for hopeful development and resolution over the next five weeks. Doctor Who Flux clearly is a continuation of Chris Chibnall's story. It's intended for people who know and have affection for Doctor Who, and it rewards people who remember that the Doctor has past lives we knew nothing about. It may not, in fact, attract casual audiences until all six episodes are bingeable on iPlayer or whenever the hell they'll show up on HBO Max. So everything depends on the ending. I remember thinking the same thing after watching the second Matrix movie, so, oh dear. That being said, this is a good first course. The Doctor and Yaz sparkle, and Dan looks like he may have some layers to him. A surprisingly large number of characters are introduced, but Chibnall wisely doesn't try to situate them all at once. It's an action-adventure with Marvel Cinematic Universe scope that disguises the BBC budget admirably. We don't know much about the villains or the nature of the Flux, but we know enough to move the plot along without any downtime. And the flashes of the Centaurans and a weeping angel indicate the breadth of the tapestry that's been weaved, and I was howling at the audacity of humanity's best friends coming to the rescue. And in the end, audacity is what the moment called for. More than enough's been said about the marketing deficiencies, the impact of COVID-19 on shrinking the series, and the bold presence of BBC Studios and Chris Chibnall's successors, Bad Wolf and Russell T. Davis, compared to where Doctor Who is today. But this afternoon, in a worldwide simultaneous release, Doctor Who was audacious and bold. It's the chapter one that Jodie Whittaker and Mandip Gill deserved, and Chibnall rose to the moment. I hope it finds an audience. But this was fully and completely proper Doctor Who. It didn't reveal anything like a Greek apocalypse, but the thrills of the end of the universe, with at least a promise of revelations to come, were just what I wanted to see. Thanks for listening to the Two Minute Time Lord podcast. It's so good to have an episode to talk about. You can find past episodes at TWOMinuteTimeLord.com, and I'm on Twitter at Numeral Two Minute Time Lord. Talk to you next week.